Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now on the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 3 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTok community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episodes topic on our podcast TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks at The Book Readers and at It's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into today's topic, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black, aka like the Folk of the Air trilogy. <laughs> so exciting yeah because i've been wanting to like see i read the cruel prince like before we even started this podcast and so like i was always like super excited to like do an episode on it but like you like just like recently read it and so now it's like really exciting because now we can did talk you? about it on this podcast for yeah. the first did time you ever. really read it like before we started the podcast i read the i read the cruel prince at the like the very beginning of july like oh. right after i finished akatar like it was like a really long yes. time ago that's why when you were like reading it like, by the time you were reading it, it had been, like, seven months since I read it. And you were, like, asking me, like, when does this happen? When does this happen? I'm, like, uh... Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was that, like, low. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, time flies, man. We're always at our one-year, like, anniversary of a friendship, and I just can't believe that. So, like... I know. That is so, so wholesome. Okay, but wait. Spoilers for the Cruel Prince trilogy. Obviously, I think that's pretty implied here, but I don't want anyone like yeah. getting upset if we like spoil. Yeah. Um, there's always <laughs> the Cruel one who's like, them. I can't believe you spoiled it for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll be spoiling every book in here. We'll probably also be talking about like how the King of Elfham learned to hate stories, but I know you haven't read that yet, but you can't really spoil it once you know the ending of, like once you um, know the ending of Queen of Nothing, there's not really any like new information that gets revealed in how the King of Elfham learns to hate okay. stories. It's basically just like different scenes from Cardin's perspective. So that'll probably come up. Um, so if you haven't read how the King of Elfham learned to hate stories, like I'll like say a thing before I say it, but Olivia hasn't even read it. So I'm not going to be like, saying anything spoilery yeah. and we, at all and i haven't read taryn's novella either but i don't give a f- i don't care oh neither have Nobody i no one wants that it. has anyone read that i don't no <laughs> i mean you asked you were like has anyone read that no <laughs> no <laughs> i will answer it for you <laughs> oh okay so just oh you were gonna oh, say something no i was just were gonna you? be like so let's get into it i was gonna be like oh, oh. okay well, to get into it, I think we need to talk about the only reason why this series is so good, and that's Jude and Carter literally yeah. existing. It like, was always oh, really interesting, because I'm going to be, like, completely honest, I never really found interest in the Cool Prince, because let's be real, like, the plot, it was kind of there, but, like, not as good as other plots in book talk, I think. The plot was just Jude murdering exactly. people. That were related exactly. to Carter. And so I think that's why it took like a hot minute. And it, it always confused me so much when I heard you talk about it. Because you're like, oh my god, I just want someone to hold a knife up to my throat. And oh, if they don't hold a uh-huh. knife up to my throat, I don't want it. And I was just like, what the 
frick. I was like, this book series? I was like, oh my god, like, this book series, what is this? Well, the thing that's so fun about The Curl Prince is I feel like for anyone who hasn't read it, if you say anything, they're going to be like, yeah. I'm sorry. What? But, like, immediately when you read it, you're like, I understand. Yes. And then it's just, like, this cool little club that it's you're in. It's, like, this mutual I want someone to hold a knife to my throat yeah. club. It's That's so we'll weird. It's and like even, club. like, the whole world, like, so put in, yeah. like, even the whole world, like, I was so confused by it because I, but, like, chapter one. Like, I instantly kind of got it. And I actually, mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite fantasy worlds in a YA book series because I love, I love, like, fantasy worlds that work really well with, like, our modern world for some reason. Like, I feel like it makes it more yeah. easy to believe than, like, this is an entire different, like, dimension. Well, that's just, that's just what, like, a low fantasy is, right? Because there's low fantasy and right, high fantasy. Yeah. And, like, low fantasy... Okay, I'm just explaining this for anyone who doesn't know because I literally learned what this was like two weeks ago and I've been on book talk <laughs> for like flexing. almost yeah. a year. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, or maybe I'm just dumb and everyone knows. I don't know. But like low fantasies, they take place in the modern world but with fantasy elements to them. Whereas like high fantasy is like a whole new world, right? So like shadow hunters, that would be a low fantasy and then like throne of glass, that would be like yeah. a high fantasy. But the cruel prince is really confusing and it really like crosses the line of like is it a medium fantasy because like it does have our modern world in it but then it's not like the shadow hunters where it's It's just like oh we're just gonna kill demons it's like oh my god we are in a whole world of people with like tails and like green skin Mm. (laughs) so i feel like yeah it gave me like i don't even know it gave me like harry potter vibes a little bit but uh, like in the sense of like they go to like hogwarts and i feel like that's like a whole different thing but then it was like fairies, uh-huh. and I read like a little ebook series called like Between Worlds or something, like when I was thirteen by like Talia J- Jagger uh-huh. or J A G E R, and nobody knows this author. Nobody like she has like two thousand followers on Instagram or something like that, and I only read it because it was like zero dollars. It was for free, and I was thirteen with my little Kindle. And I couldn't buy anything with, like, my credit card because I wasn't old enough to have, like, a card yet to buy stuff online with. And it very much, like, instantly uh-huh. gave me those vibes. And so I, I, something I need to, the reason why I'm saying this is I loved the first book, I think, more than most people usually do. Like, a lot of people are, like, the second and the third ones are the better ones. And I do agree with that a bit. But I, I actually, like, ended up rating the first book, like, higher then mm. I think the second one. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Well, I think it was because of like my mo- it reminded me so much of like being 13 and I loved it. I mean, that makes sense. Like I, the thing is I did like the first book. I still rated it pretty high. I rated it like a four out of five, I think. And I definitely did enjoy it. It was just, it was very hard for me to read because I feel like I had no idea where it was going. Mm. And I was just, I felt like I was very confused. I'm like, what is the plot? Like, I felt like it had no plot. And then, where is in book, like, two and three, I really felt like we were, like, True. kind of working towards True. something. And then, so that's why I preferred, okay, I feel like my really unpopular opinion is, like, The Wicked King was, like, my favorite. I liked it better than Queen of Nothing, and I, like, everyone hates me for it. They're like, Queen of Nothing is so much better. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. I really connected to The Wicked King for absolutely no I like The Wicked no King. The Wicked King, all. okay, let's discuss, because I feel like I agree with you there. The Wicked King was better because 
one is an enemies to lovers storyline and i feel like the mm-hmm. enemies to lovers in the wiki king like it was that was where we saw like the most development and the most come on like the most fun part about an enemies to lovers relationship is that moment where you watch them go from enemies to lovers but when they become the lovers yeah. they are always like 90 percent of the time those like enemies to lovers relationship becomes so boring and so like i s- oh, yeah 100%. and so it- <coughs> ronan <Aylin. coughs> <Reason> fairer <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> so I had like a frog in my throat. That was really weird. <laughs> oh my god, oh my that's god. so weird. Um, yeah, I feel like the one exception, the one exception I feel like was Jude and Cotton and Loki. Yeah. And anyway, but anyway, I see what you mean about the Wicked King though, because in the second book, like in the first book, they were enemies. Mm-hmm. Then in like the second book, they're very much that's where the development takes place. And then in the third book, like they're still. That's where it's interesting. They're still enemies in the beginning, but then by the end, they're lovers, and that's cute. Yeah. Mm. Well, and here's the thing. It's, like, I feel like I've read so much that, like, I can generally kind of see where an ending is going to go, even though, like, I don't usually predict it, like, exactly, but in usually in the back of my head, I have a thought where I'm like, oh, it could go this way. You know what I mm. mean? Or, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a storyline like this or, like, but the Wicked King, so, like, I sat down to read, like, the whole ending of Wicked King. Like, what are the last, like, 150 pages all in, like, one sitting? And then so I really felt like I was getting, like, whiplash. Because, first of all, I read the series so quickly that I, like, I feel like I didn't really have time to make predictions mm. over it, if that makes sense. Um, and so I just had, like, no thoughts. <laughs> no thoughts. Yeah, I just had, like, no thoughts about, like, where the ending was going. And then because they're pretty short books, like, the last, like, 150 pages of the book... It was like that was you. I was just starting like halfway through. You know what I mean? And True. Then so, and then so I feel like I just like got like whiplash, and I was like, okay. So then like all this like shit was going down, and like Jude killed like what's his face, like Balkan, whatever. And mm-hmm. Carter's like, please don't kill my brother. And she's like, babe, I won't kill your brother. And then she's like, gotcha, kill your brother. <laughs> and, then, and then I feel like that. I was like, oh. And then like Carter finds out, and he's like. Oh come on babe we talked about this no murder and I was like that's funny and then um and then he's it's, I was like oh god he's gonna like I don't for whatever reason he's gonna like draw the line at this you know what I mean he's gonna be like I, mm-hmm. I, I see, that was my last surviving family and she's gonna be like you didn't even like your family he's gonna be like that's not the point you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was really expecting and then he's like will you marry me and I'm like I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I have to admit, seeing you kill my brother, it really, like, turned me on right now. I think we should get married. Like, and then he's like, and then he's like, oh, like, I, I mean, I have no more family left now that you just killed my last one, so let's make a new family. <laughs> but I He's mean, like, plan B. Most of the time in, like, YA novels, at least, and I'm sure an adult, too, when someone proposes, it's generally, like, a pretty big plot twist. And then, you know, there's the whole wedding, and then you have to contest, like, oh, are they going to get married? Are they not going to get married? Like, you know what I mean? But nope, they just got married right then and there, just, like, in that mm. same chapter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need to talk about this, though, because I, in the fact of, Okay, number one, Holly Black, I, I have, like, a lot of respect for her as an author uh, because so much happens in such short books, okay? I know. Like, I feel like the same amount of, like, things happened in, like, these, one like, one of these 300-page books is in some, like, 
Sarah J. Mass, like, 500-page yeah. books, like, low-key. And so, and then also, I was, with the ending of The Wicked King, I actually feel like deep down I got most of the ending right, <laughs> but I didn't want to, like, yeah. admit it, because I was like, oh, any minute, Carter's going to betray Jude, Carter's going to betray yeah, Jude any then, minute. And then I also got whiplash from them literally getting married and then like the next chapter he's like so you're exiled i don't want to see you anymore and i was like mm. i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> we just but i was also really proud because i figured out the riddle like straight away like you were on the phone everyone me, figured like, out the riddle straight away olivia yeah but i felt really special <laughs> in that moment <laughs> like, i'm so smart but then the only jude one figure out the riddle a, was jude yeah it was That's like all. we even knew and jude was just <laughs> There's a meme, and it was like Jude. Oh, it's like um Vivi, Vivian to Jude. What are you doing, Jude? Like eating a tub of ice cream or something like that. She's like my best, and <laughs> I was like that really sums up all of Jude in the start of Queen of Nothing. And I don't know if like, but I don't know if like we were meant if the riddle was meant to be that easy. Like I genuinely do wonder if Holly Black was like. I genuinely oh. think no, but I think it was because I feel like if people because. I feel like if people thought that Cardin was legit, they would have been like, I'm not picking up the third one. I can't. You know what I mean? Because think about if you had to like wait a year between those books and you had like a year to think about it. Right? If you sure. thought that Cardin was really actually betraying her, I feel like you'd be like, well, what's the point? Right? That so is I feel like true. It was, because is true. they could have said that so much more subtly than how they did. You know Very what true. I mean? If and she really also, wanted to. They literally said, mm. <laughs> any, like, king or queen can end the banishment, and Jude's just like, couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we got married, but I'm not queen. And I was just like, what? And she was literally saying, she was like, I'm the queen, and everyone was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm sorry. That was just like... That okay, was, now... Well, you know what I think could have been better? Sorry, before you move on, before, just to keep talking about this. Mm-hmm. What I think could have been better is if, like... I feel like it really didn't make any sense that Jude didn't figure out the riddle, because she's so smart. She's coming up with all these, like, yeah. schemes. I think it would have been better if, like, she was like, okay, okay, I see you, and I'm just gonna, like, sulk off to the mortal world for, like, two days so that everyone thinks I'm gone, and then be like, ba-bam. And then she, like, gets home, and she, like, tells, like... And then, like... Somehow, like, Vivian found out about the whole thing, but she doesn't know that Carter and Jude got married. She's like, Jude, you have to stay here. You're going to go back and die. And then, like, uh, and then Jude's like, Vivi, you don't understand. Like, no, I can revoke my banishment. And she's like, no, you can't. And she's like, no, I'm the queen. And she'd be like, Jude, no, you're not. And then she'd be like, Vivi. <laughs> like, that would have been better. <laughs> she'd be like, Vivi, grow, grow up. I am the queen. <laughs> like, if I feel like Vivi genuinely wouldn't believe her. Could you imagine Vivi's reaction if Jude was like, yeah, so I married Cardin. She'd be like, uh, no, I feel like it not. would be more realistic. I don't know, though, because honestly, like, those... It was like everyone had... Be- I found it entertaining how everyone was like... When Jude was like, I married Cardin. Everyone was not surprised. They're like, yeah, we've been new that this was going to happen <laughs> eventually. Yeah, they were just like, we've been new that, like, you two had way too much tension going on there. Like, um, yeah. But I, okay, so now I'm convinced that everyone was meant to figure out that riddle. Wow, great boost to the ego there. I thought I was, like, really mm-hmm. smart when I figured that out. 
Um, yeah. But I feel like that makes sense because then the start of Queen of Nothing was so frustrating when she was like, I have to sneak into Elfheim. And then when she reunited with Carden, Carden was like, so like, oh my god, dude, like, oh, let's be together. And then she was just like, I can't, I hate you and all this. And okay. It bugs me. The letters should be Carden's letters, which are for uh, those of you who are unaware, Carden's letters are like a bonus thing that Holy Black wrote. And in Queen of Nothing, it is speculated. Well, it is mentioned that Carden like wrote these letters to Jude, and she never got them because we later find out uh-huh. that Carden's mother, the bitch, like singed them. She like threw them in the fireplace so Jude wouldn't get them. But in those letters, those letters are so heartbreaking. It's basically Carden begging Jude to come home and be like, I thought you would have figured out the by now. Like, it's all done. But anyway, you can only see these letters in, like, a bonus, like, excerpt. You can only... It's, like, in limited copies. But I strongly believe... I mean, you can believe, find them all online. You so, like, if you online. don't have the limited copy. But, like, some people don't know that they exist, right? Exactly. But I strongly believe, like they should be in every single copy because Lily did something really cool for me. She was like, uh, read the letters like now because she read the books, obviously. So she like knew when a good time to read them was. And I read them like after like Carden kind of like speculate said, like, did you get my letters? And then I read the letters and it made their whole well, relationship in Queen of Nothing so much more elite and like I remember complex. trying to explain to you that you were like, I'm like, do you want to read the letters now? Because you're like, they reunited. I'm like, you want to read the letters now? And you're like, no, I'm going to wait till you finish the book. And I'm like, they won't hit the same when you finish the book. Mm. Like, just trust me. And you're like, okay, fine. You can send them. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that I read them when you told me to because the whole book hit so different. And I was going, I was like halfway through the book. Honestly, there were so many moments where if I didn't read the letters knowing me, like, I don't uh-huh. think I would have been able to, like, read the book with the same, like, will it, yeah. like, content. <laughs> Because I would have genuinely believed. I would have been like, Carden and Jude, like, aren't a good couple. Like, they shouldn't be together. But, like, because I read those letters, it was, like, I knew that it's okay. Like, Carden genuinely does, like, care about Jude and that it's all good. And it's, like, reciprocated feelings and it's not, like, betrayal or anything. You know, when there's not another betrayal coming and all this. And um, But it just, like, made me so sad because I was, like... I just don't there was some there's like two things in this like series where I was like okay it just hits different if these things are added into them number one is smart smart should have been relevant Uh yeah there's there are series where you like are like smart shouldn't be in this you know eg like the shadow hunter chronicles like I don't want that but like this series like it would have just hit different like I feel like it was really set up for that and then I think also oh sorry continue oh no and then number two was the letters that was a yeah the letters should be in every single copy before book talk was really getting into Sarah J Maas like obviously people were talking about Akatar people were talking about Throne of Glass and stuff but like I remember first joining book talk like this was like April okay of last year Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was talking about The Cruel Prince. Like, I heard about The Cruel Prince before I heard about Akatar, weirdly enough. Because one of the first book talkers I ever saw, like, loved The Cruel Prince, right? And mm-hmm. so everyone was talking about The Cruel Prince because of this girl and all that stuff. And, um, and, uh, 
everyone's just talking. They're like, oh my god, it's like the steamiest series. And then I read, <laughs> and then I read Akatar first, and I was like, oh, okay, steamiest series. Let's do this thing. I cracked up the crow press, and I was like, what is here? Nothing. <laughs> yes. It was and I feel nothing. like it's just like I felt like I wouldn't have even cared. It was just the fact that Book Talk was like hyping it up so much. Like they yeah. were acting like this was like some Accord of Silver Flame stuff going on over here. Oh gosh. And I was no. like I don't okay. think it's a, I don't think it's a steamy series. I think there's a lot it's a series with a lot of tension. Like that's oh, the right way yeah. to put the it. The tension was really well done in my opinion. Yeah, the tension is great. I love the tension. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love the tension, live for the tension. But uh, it was very interesting, uh, this read, because one is very quick. It's uh-huh. just a really interesting series, because I feel like a lot of the book talk, especially, I'm very surprised that this is a series that book talk has picked up. Like, let me uh-huh. explain. It's not, it's not like long, and book talk tends to really like long series. Like For sure. Yeah, like, oh my god, we got the Shadowhunter Chronicles, we got Spirit <laughs> Mass, like, all this. Like, that's long. And, uh-huh. um, but, and I, and I get it, because I feel like the lo- the more developed a world or a, ca- a series or characters are, or the more books there uh-huh. are, like, the more developed stuff is. And then there's more to, like, make memes about and bond over. But this is a very uh-huh. short, like, this is a trilogy, and it's not even a normal, like, an average size trilogy like these are quite short books like Uh 300 pages the average book is like 400 pages i feel like um and so it's very short and so i'm surprised in that way and then also like the plot was good but like it wasn't great the 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 best parts about the plot were like the betrayals in terms of Uh the other stuff where it's like jude gets kidnapped and whatever like that was cool at all but i wasn't like oh my god like i cannot like it didn't hit the same as, you know, other kidnappings that I've read about before. <laughs> it was just the casual, average kidnapping we read about on yeah. our day-to-day. Surprisingly, I've read so many. I didn't know kidnapping was such a repeated trope. It, was, like, it, it really is. If you really think about it, almost in, like, every book series, there's a kidnapping of some kind. I'm literally thinking think about it. And I think every book talk series has a kidnapping in it at one point. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm trying to think of one that, like... I'm trying to think of one that doesn't have it, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I was thinking, the Mortal Instruments, and I was like, no, that one does have a kidnapping. Mm. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to start listing them off, because I don't know if that'll spoil anything, but I'm just, like, I'm literally thinking of every single... I think every <laughs> single book I read last year had a freaking kidnapping in it, and I just don't know, know how to feel about that. But anyway, so I'm very experienced in the kidnapping trope or storyline. <laughs> we all and been there, done that. Been there, done that. And like Jude, Jude getting kidnapped in like the Wicked King to like the Mer people. That was cool. And I was like, okay, fine. But it wasn't like, oh my God, is Jude going to make it out alive? Like, I just don't even know what to think anymore. It was like, yeah. oh, Carden, Carden's going to be here any minute. And it was like... But I, I thought when Cardin let the undersea attack their allies just to get her back. I know. That was so excessive. That's like my, my favorite meme is like, Jude, I only date idiots. Cardin, I let the undersea attack her allies just to get you back, Jude. Oh. <laughs> Jude. Yeah. Oh my god, Cardin doesn't love me. He just hates me. Honestly? 
I have to say, small confession. Please don't stop listening to the podcast when you hear me say this, everyone. I do, like, I stand enemies to lovers. But the thing that I hate about enemies to lovers is when it starts to get, like, apparently, like, super obvious that, like, you know, that the, they're going to become, like, a thing, you know? I hate mm. it when the other one is, like, they just don't like me. They only see me their enemy. I'm, like, oh, my God, it's so obvious that they don't, like, yeah. And just, that's like the one part of the enemies to lovers trap that I cannot stand. True. And it always happens. Because then every I don't time. even feel like it's enemies to lovers. I feel like it's more just like. I don't know. It's more. It, enemies to lovers for me is when it's like reciprocated, you know? Because enemies. The whole point of enemies is that you both don't like each other. And so if it's yeah. only one way, then it's really just like. One, one bitch. And one regular, one other regular person just, you know, vibing. And then yeah. eventually they, like, get together. <laughs> but Jude no, and Carter just, didn't have yeah. that. No, were, there were so many moments where Jude was like, oh, my God, Carter doesn't like me. And then you're like, oh, my God, Jude, you're literally married. That's true. Like, <laughs> like you literally proposed I'm thinking last about night. it now. I'm analyzing my brain. I feel like that's another reason why you might like The Wicked King. Because in The Wicked King... I feel like it was, that was less obvious, like, Cardin sort of yeah. liking Jude. Because he was, like, oh, I'm thinking about it now. The Wiki King was the superior novel, wasn't it? You know, I'm so glad that you're agreeing. I, I kind of am agreeing because um, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, there were just so many good quotes. Co- most of the iconic quotes are from Wiki King, like, kiss me, mm-hmm. kiss me till I'm sick of it. And, like. Oh. Uh, like, I feel like that very much summed up the energy of, like, Cardin in The Wicked King compared to Cardin in, like, The Queen of Nothing, where he's, like, come home, like, be angry, just, like, be angry at me, like, at home or whatever, whatever Uh his letter said, you know, and so very different energies there, because I really do feel like by Queen of Nothing, Cardin was, like, I, I love, I love this woman, and I have to have her. Yeah, I feel like by Queen of Nothing, the enemies to lovers was really... You know, like, he, he, they were just so into each other, you know, and I was just kind of yeah. like, oh. Dare I say, but, I feel like it almost dragged out a bit too much, like, how they literally were both like, yeah, I like you, you like me, but then like, but we can't, we can't be. I know. And you're like, and you're like why not? Reason. You have nothing better to do. <laughs> you have nothing better to do. And it was literally a win-win situation. Like, it's not even an enemies to lovers or it's an inconvenience for them to be a couple. It's like, no, this made, like, <laughs> the entire nothing. world, like, you know, like, wars get avoided if you two get together, right? I feel I like, <laughs> and they're like, mm, I just don't know. And what I think is so it. fun, what I do think, it, this was still a really good enemies to lovers, though, because I posted a TikTok about Jude and Cardin yesterday, and, um... The comments on it are just so entertaining to me. I had somebody comment today, and they're like, so I'm on The Cruel Prince right now, like the first book, and I don't understand why you guys ship them. He let his friends drug her. That's, like, fucked up. Like, you guys are messed up. Like, I literally got that comment. And then everyone was responding back and being like, oh, honey, just finish the series. (laughs) And this person was like, are you serious? As if, as if Reese didn't do the same thing to Feyre and Akita. <laughs> I know. Um, 
But here's the thing <laughs> with okay. the couple. Everyone here's the thing that works with them. No. Come on, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, no. Grow the fuck up. Like, <laughs> Clearly, no. we're not being serious, just to clarify. It's just no, no, a really I'm overused like, trope. Okay. It's just a really overused trope for no reason. We are not condoning these actions right now. Oh my god, why do I feel like it's like parental supervision advice? Like, no, just before a movie or something. No, but here's the difference. I, I will say, here's the, I was the same at the start of the corporate, so I was like, I'm not gonna ship like Carter and Jude. Like, this is messed up, and then like Carter's yeah. friends like took her to the river and all of this. But then where it really changes is Jude, like, gets revenge. And she kind of, you very quickly yeah. learn. Like, the difference between them and other couples, I feel like, is the female is like, oh, she could I, I like this. She's like, and she's coming out. And then she she really takes it up a notch. And she's like, Carden, I will kidnap you now. And I've, like, <laughs> I've, like, I've gagged you in, like, and tied you up and I'm holding a knife to you. So, like, she really, it really is reciprocated, uh-huh. you know? And so you can kind of get behind it because you're like, oh, these are two fucked up people that you can, okay, okay, so yeah. it's not just, like, one of them is bad. Because there's a difference between, like, the bad boy trope and then, like, both of them being, like, crazy. <laughs> a little evil. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. Well... I think it's very interesting. Like, them as a couple is just so interesting because they were both very morally great characters. But what was the main thing that was, like, surprising to me that was that Jude was a more morally great character than Cardin because now I feel like on Book Talk, everyone talks about how Jude's, like, super badass and everyone loves her. But when I read it, like, everyone was talking about Cardin and how toxic he is and how he's, like, a terrible person. So then when I read it and found that Jude was kind of, like, equally slash more crazy than Cardin, I was like, oh interesting that was like a huge shock I, I like didn't see Cardin as like toxic at all like Jude was really yeah. the toxic one out of the two <laughs> I, I feel like that's what I've been saying since I read it and no one's been listening yeah. I just feel like because it's very interesting though because it's like just because Jude's the toxic one it's like badass but if Cardin you know like there's double standards there and I feel like what's really interesting and not enough people just, like, address about Carter and Jude, they're literally the stereotypes of, like, a YA character for the opposite gender. So, for example... Like, oh, for at, sure. For sure. Like, look at Jude. Like, she is such, like, the male, the classic, like, male love interest in YA. And then look at Carter, like, classic, like, female. Mm-hmm. He's, like, lovesick and whatever. And it's just a really interesting dynamic. And I really, like... I feel like that's why, like... They're so kind of badass in a badass couple in the sense because they really embody like the badass woman and soft boy like couple vibes. They do, and I live for it. Yeah, that's my favorite type of couple: the badass woman and the soft boy. Yeah, I know. So, wait, I feel like something else that we need to talk about from this book series because I feel like. We've talked a lot about Jude and Carden, which reasonably so, they're the best part of that series. And, like, quite honestly, you're not going to read it for the plot. But something that I did find very interesting was the family tree of this book. Like, the family tree of this book was so <laughs> complex. Like, especially with Oak. Like, finding out that, like, Oak and Locke were, like, brothers. I was like, what? I know. And so technically, Taryn, if... 
Taryn at one point was Lo- Oak's sister and, and sister No, sister and sister. Wait, were Oak and Locke brothers or Sist- were they? Yeah, they were brothers. So they were- she was his sister-in-law and his, and- like, sister. And adopted sister. <laughs> oh. Ew, and I never so- thought of it like that. Um... And yes. then, like, Oak Carden was, like, Oak's uncle or something, right? Yeah, because one of and his brothers was, like, his dad. I can't keep right. track of all his brothers. And then, technically, Jude is Oak's adopted sister and auntie-in-law <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Like, that's so weird. And then, oh, that's so weird. And then Vivian is half-sisters. Yeah, like, I totally get what you're saying. I was like, Vivian wasn't even full sisters with Taryn and Jude. Like, they were, like, half-sisters. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. oh, it was just such a complicated family tree. Like, I was like, what? There were some moments where I was like, wait, like, these people are related, too? I was just I oh. know. And then, like, quite honestly, like, Matic was just, like, over there being, like, none of these people's dad. Well, I guess except for Vivian. Like, <laughs> he was just over except there for, being like... I know! Why was it like <laughs> Maddox was literally the father of, like, the series, and he was literally only the <laughs> technical <laughs> father for one character out of, like, eight, I feel like. <laughs> I know, which I think is so ironic and funny, but it's, you know, it's fine. Hmm. I want to... Oh, I feel like I want to talk about two things. Number one is the tale, and number two is the bitchy the bitchy women in this series i felt like the side characters in this series were really interesting because pretty much all of them kind of got understanding i really found it interesting like for example let's take narcissa i think i don't care if that's if her name isn't pronounced like that but she really was just like the classic like mean girl But it was really interesting because she didn't necessarily get a redemption, but you did kind of understand her. And I feel like she was a really good example of what ended up happening with all the characters that you originally didn't like. Like, Uh even even Taryn. Like, I don't like Taryn, but by the end, I was like, okay, I can see potential there to have, like, redeeming Uh quality. All of them had potential by the end, which was really interesting to me. Yeah, well, Nicasia, that's how I say her name. I don't, I'm probably saying it wrong too. I don't know. I just like the way it sounds better, so I mm-hmm. say it like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, but she, Nicasia, I do understand. Like, I did feel bad for her. Like, her mom was like a real, she was a real piece of work for sure. <laughs> but it's just so hard for me because in How the King of Elfham Learned to Hate Stories, so we all know that, like, Nicasia cheated on Cardin, right? And, like, we all knew that when you read the original trilogy. But when I read that and how the King of Elfham Land hate stories, I got so upset because you were reading it from Cardin's POV, right? And he, mm. like, this poor boy was so devastated. And I was like, okay, Nicasia, you had no reason to act this way. Like, For that sure. was so unnecessary. Like, you didn't have to cheat on Cardin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, it was, it's just really interesting, because, like, obviously you still hate, obviously you still, like, don't like her, but it's, you still see things, like, I really respected that, like, from Holly Black as an author, Uh I feel like a lot of times in YA, it's, like, they're good and they're bad, and that's the end of the story, but she really, like, even the bad characters were, like, 3D, 
which I really, like, respected, because yeah. I felt like it made it very... I mean, it is a character-driven story, I feel like, a lot more than plot. Like, even though there is a plot, but... So, I felt like it was yeah. really good that she, like, kept all the characters interesting in, like, For in sure. a character-driven story. And then the tale. People have a real issue with Carden's tale, but personally, I didn't have an issue with it until I found out it was a rat's tale. Yeah. Is yeah. it what kind of tale is it? It's a rat's it tale. It is. Right? No, it is. I mm. definitely did not like the tale at all. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh my god, the tale. But I just genuinely. Yeah. If you're like, <sighs> oh my god, the tale, and then does the Debbie Ryan, like, that's really concerning. That's what people opinion. do. And I just, I don't like it at all. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll ever get it out of my head that one quote when they're like making out and he wraps it around her leg. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can never get that out of my head. Like, it's burned into my brain. It's and it's really there. traumatizing. Trauma. I'm not a victim. It's, I'm a survivor. That was traumatizing. I read that and I was like, thank God I'm in the last 100 pages of Queen of Nothing. Or I would quit this shit right here and now. I know. If I that would, was like I in would do The it. Cool Prince, I would have been like, yeah, mm. sir. I'm not a fan of the energy here today. Oh, uh, I, I, um, like it was. Uh, and honestly, I feel like I just I blinked out. I, so basically, there were points in this series where I really just did kind of ignore the fact that all of them had animal parts in some way. Like even Vivienne, like I I refused at some points to imagine her having like the fangs or whatever. I was like, uh-huh. or like. Some people had like cat ears or something. Oh, Maddox had green skin. What was that? And then the <laughs> other one of them had blue skin. I was like, no, I refuse to imagine like this like Smurfs ripoff right now. Like I refuse. <laughs> Not the Smurfs ripoff. Not the Smurfs ripoff. But it was just like I refuse. Oh, and one of the best moments of this series was how when um. Lily, because I basically completely ignored that fact that like he had green, Maddox had green skin, and then what was the uh-huh. the mother's name like Ollie something like that? No, uh, Oriana. Ori, yeah, Oriana. Um, I basically know that, and then Lily. I was I asked Lily to send me fan arts of the characters to like imagine them, and she sent me uh-huh. like the fan art of Maddox and Oriana, and I was like, he has green skin, she has like blue <laughs> skin. I was like, how the heck did they produce Oak? And I love. I'm very glad that that ended up to any of them. Yeah, and I ended up loving how that wasn't just a big plot hole because I was just so like confused. I was like, this makes zero sense. Yeah, Mm. no, yeah, it was definitely really cool how you like. I mean, it definitely made sense that he had different parents. Freaking yeah. locks, mom. I love how Ariana was dead ass. Like, I was never planning on telling Oak. As if Oak wouldn't get to like 16 and be like, why do I not have blue skin, mom? Like, mom. You know, just casual parent child things right there. Like, I just feel like that's so silly of her to be like, like when Jude was like, and honestly, and Jude had another dumb bitch moment when she really thought that Oak came out of, like, Maddox and Oriana. Like, come on. You were I how old, like... Jude? And you were like, oh, yeah, Oak comes from that. I'm like, where are the genetics here, sweetie? Like, come on. 
The genetics are almost as bad as a Cassandra Clare book over here, everyone. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, I don't think it's, like, humanly possible for red hair to just, like, go through that many <laughs> generations. Like, I've never seen such but a dominant fine. recessive gene. <laughs> um... So, you know, Holly Black and Cassandra Clare are friends, so we can say that they they write their genetic storylines together. We can just... Well, that's why I was relieved that it wasn't a plot hole, because I was like, I know that Holly Black and Cassandra Clare are friends, so I'm like, wouldn't put it... If this... It could just be bad genetics. I was like, I mean, maybe she just... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, there was some... Uh, I don't know what this says, but the fact that Holly Black, like, was friends with... Is friends with Cassandra Clare... That was always, like, a thought in the back of my head reading this book because I, I was always waiting for, like, some sort of Cassandra Clare influence to happen. I don't know what <laughs> I was Where is the for. incest? <laughs> yeah, I was like, any minute now, like, <laughs> Jude and Karen and Jude. Oh, gosh. I'm like, Karen and Jude are going to go off and have a love story any minute now. Like, <laughs> any moment. Just wait. What the lost sister was really about. What Darren's novella was really about. <laughs> Stop. I can't handle this right now. That's too much. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so the genetics and the family trees were just really, they were really confusing. And then just, like, Cardin's mother, she was so psycho. Like, they should have just, like, never brought her in. It was the way like, that Cardin was raised on cat milk for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, when I I got the novella, like, <laughs> The King of Elf and Learned to Hate Stories, before you even, like, looked at this series, like, before, even, like, like I read it before you even were like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, start The Cruel Prince, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember reading you the first line, and the first line was something about how he was raised on cat milk and contempt, and you were like, oh, what a, you know, what a, like, a little alliteration or literary things, and I was like, no, like, for real. And you're like, that's not just, like, a symbol for something. Yeah, I was or... like, what's the symbolism there? I was like, what's the metaphor? And, and then like, I remember reading it, and I was like, oh. I was like, here it is, the iconic, infamous cat milk storyline. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Um. Like, it's just, and then it's like, it's the fact that he, like, has the little tail too, and it's just too much for me. And the pointy ears, I'm like, he's just a cat. Like, he's just an overgrown cat. You just cat. know Cotton's favorite musical would be Ratatouille the musical. <laughs> Stop. I just can't. He'd be like, wow, people look like me. He'd like really, no, you know what? Okay, I'm really going on this. Cotton would go to the Ratatouille musical and then be like, the representation of people with rat's tails <laughs> is appalling. You'd be like, I cannot believe this. you like, well, <laughs> they got the tail all wrong. Well, I love how we started this podcast with, like, a really detailed, like, analysis. And we're like, oh, you know, like, let's talk about the romance and the family tree. Us now. So, so Carter's favorite musical would be Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, play Remy the Ratatouille. Like, come on. <laughs> but, like, what I think is so cute, and I think what makes this fantasy, so this fantasy world is so unique to so many other fantasy worlds. And the thing is, I've always said that I'm like, I would never, even though this is a relatively quick read, 
And, you know, it's pretty easy to understand and stuff. And the books aren't long. Like, you know, like the Actor series or the Throne of Glass series. Like, it's a very readable series for someone who's, like, trying to get into reading. But even with that said, I would never, ever, ever recommend this series to somebody to get them into reading because it's just the fantasy elements are so out there you have to Mm. have read at least a few fantasy books before you try to hop on into this one because even like it's probably still one of the more out there fantasies that i've read and i like pretty much only read fantasy because she just like because even like the fae and like sarah j moss like they don't go this hard like they had like all the fae things like they couldn't They're lie humans there was still. like in the cruel prince no in like sarah yeah. j moss novels like yeah. the fae are very human the only difference is that they're just more horny i was gonna say they were immortal but yeah sure that also works they're yeah. <laughs> they're more horny because they're immortal think about that um, <laughs> um but yeah these are like real failing like, they can't lie yeah uh, it's very it's very true to like the original mythology of like what a fairy or and you know what it is they're not really fairies like they're more pixies like i don't i'm very into like mythology and whatever so like they i'm i don't know why but just off the top of my head like it is kind of more similar to kind of the pixie mythology than like the fairy or Uh um in the sense of they do things like they can't lie and um that really added something to the story too that whole element of how like nobody for sure Mm, except for for jude (laughs) well the thing is is but what i think is so cool about this fantasy world is in so many fantasy worlds like pretty much every fantasy book i've read or at least most of them, have immortal characters of some kind. You know, like, there's, like, the Shadow Hunters, and, you know, obviously Akatar, Throne of Glass. All these people are immortal. But then the authors always sprinkle in, like, a mortal or two into the mix, kind of just like how we did with the Cruel Prince. Like, there was, like, all the fan and then, like, Jude, just there. Um, so there was, like, the mortal into the mix to, like, really, like, put that, like, knife in, like, dig that knife in to be, like, you it know, really even you don't see it. How, like, like, you don't, you're not going to see it. But one day... You know, they're mm-hmm. going to die, and the immortals are going to have to live on without them. And, you know, it's just kind of always in the back of your mind when you read, like, a fantasy. Like, you know, when we talk about, like, Throne of Glass, and we talk about, like, the immortal characters there and all the mo- mortal characters, right? We're like, oh, so so and so is going to have to watch so-and-so die. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, with this series, it's very cool, because even though Juju's immortal, and she has all those, like, benefits of being immortal, she can be like, I can lie and all that stuff, but as long as she stays in the fairy world, she can live forever. Yeah, that was an interesting element. That's super cool. But if she leaves, it's very interesting, because that'd be really an interesting storyline where it's, like, I feel like when Judy gets to, like, 80 years old, Carter would be, like, so protective of her going, like, near the border. Because as soon as she leaves, it's going to catch up to her. And then she can't really, like, reverse that. She's just, like, old. And so, like, they would get a point where if she's, like, 200 years old, she can, like, never go back to the mortal world or even step out of, like, two seconds. Because she'd die. She'd be like, oh... (laughs) Well, and the thing is, is I think it's very interesting because what else is different about this book compared to other immortal characters is the immortal characters in these books are always like 500 years old, like 500 plus, always, right? But Curtis was like, hey, I'm 18, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I do. Yeah, I remember thinking like that was interesting. And I I honestly preferred it because I Uh do sometimes have like, 
not issues, but I just do think like if we're looking, you know, I know we're comparing this to Sarah J. Mass, but it's only kind of the other Faye novels that I've read. I do think think it is a little bit uncomfortable. They don't have to be that old when they meet the girl, you know? Like, Rhysand does not have to be how old? Like, 500 years or something like that when Feyre yeah. is 21. Like, we don't need to do that. Yeah, I know. Or, like, not Aelin having just turned 18, like, two months before she oh, meets no. Rowan. Like, oh, it's a bit even concerning. Like- or even, like... Even look at Malik. Like they started dating before Alec was eighteen. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk and about that. Six hundred or four hundred or however old Magnus is. It's too old. It's too old. But then at the same <laughs> like, time, you're like, well, what are they gonna do? They'll be like, oh, I'll wait like two hundred years until we can get together. Like, what is? I want to know. Like, I just, just feel like die, so. I. I know. If we're talking, but I'm like thinking of like if everyone's immortal, I just feel like it's wrong that if the average lifespan of like a Fae is five hundred years, a thousand years, or whatever, why is eighteen still like when you turn into an adult? Like I feel like if we're putting it to scale, that's not right, you know. Well, it's not. I think it's. I think it's said in one of the Throne of Glass books that the Fae mature at like eighty or something like that. No, that's not right because Aelin matures in like Kingdom of Ash, and she no, she's like you'll like mature when you're like twenty four. So it's yeah, 24. but it's it's different for Aelin because she had a human life for a long time. But I know mm. that it was said that the people who were like only Fae and could like only be Fae didn't mature True. until they were like. Anyway, we're getting off topic. The Crow Prince. <laughs> We get so invested. We were so we get so invested in the little things to it. Like, I'm generally gonna like Google this now when we when we finish. I'm like, when do fame mature? Sarah J. Mass. Sarah J. Mass. Well, I know that. Okay, never mind. We'll talk about it later. This is how me and Olivia have like four hour conversations because we just bring up one thing and then this happens. Yeah. But, but, yeah. What? No. What? 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 I didn't say me. <laughs> I thought I heard you say what. I went, I went, yeah, and then you're like, what? Like, I was like, oh, okay, sorry, I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think it's, like, the fae in this book were so cool and totally unique to anything I've ever read. And, like, I loved, like, the fairy wine storyline. Like, when Jude was, like, getting drunk off the fairy wine and then she was, like, dancing and, like... <laughs> I liked it when Jude got, like, manipulated by the fairy stuff too much, and I don't know why. Like, when she ate I, the fairy I know, fruit, you were so invested in that. You were, like, texting me nonstop, being like, Lily, you don't understand. This scene is iconic. I'm like, yeah, I, I read, read it. Like, I get like <laughs> In the Cool Prince, like, I read, like, the fairy fruit scene where she, like, eats the fairy fruit, like, three times, and I just don't <laughs> even know why. Like, I'm just, it's like... A very- it's a very cool magical element. Yeah, I think it was just like I've never really read anything like that before, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But and I wish, honestly, I think another thing that I liked about it too, it showed Jude was mortal. Like I feel like it didn't. She I was know, right? It really Holly pointed Bl- out that fact. Yeah, like I feel like Holly Black, like she should have made it more clear. Like Jude. It's dangerous. Like, every step that she takes in, like, this fairy world is dangerous. But I feel like she really didn't Uh do that because Jude 
obviously took so many precautions, but I feel like there were just so many solutions <laughs> to everything of like, she got like the gear put on her. So now she can't be glamoured and all of this. And I know. You know, and I was a little bit sad because I was just like, I feel like the re- Jude and Carden's relationship would have been a lot more like equal. Like, I feel like by the, a lot of the time it was like Carden was really depending on Jude to be alive. But I'm like, if we're looking at that, how realistic, at first glance, like you don't think that's a really realistic because it's like, Cardin's the the fairy uh, in the fairy land. Like you'd think that Jude would need the one needing more protecting. And I love that she did the unexpected, but I do wish that there were more moments where it was like Cardin maybe needed to like help out Jude a bit more. Yeah, that's true because I feel like she just went like I feel like while it was cool that she was like this badass woman, she was like the human, and she like out tricked all the fae. I think it would have been kind of interesting if the fae kind of like tricked her a little bit or even even if it wasn't really jude but more like taryn like i feel like taryn was like too fucking dumb to like having been made through like this I like fey world for so long i mean she did marry Locke. okay i hate taryn we all been new but when she killed Locke, i was like oh <laughs> yeah that's what i mean when i'm like okay but the characters did have like redeeming qualities and that was one of them like in queen of nothing taryn like I still didn't like her, but by the end of Queen of Nothing, I was like, I can kind of see that, like, if we had, like, a few more books, you definitely would have room to have, like, a redemption arc, possibly, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she was pregnant, too. But I still stand by, like, Taryn should have died in, like, book one. Like, that would have been more I know. I remember you were so confident. You're like, oh, my God, Taryn's just going to die. Like, I know it. She's, like, about to die. And I was like, mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. would have made things so much more, like... Again, it, uh, literally, I feel like this is my only problem with the chorus. It would have made it more obvious of, like, being mortal. Like, I don't understand why more Faye died than mortals in this series. I know. I, <laughs> I love how the series, if you just, like, look at it, you can look at the series from one of two ways. You can look at the ca- the series from the perspective of the romance, or you can look at this series as a perspective of, like, this is the story where Carden's whole family just, like, got dead. <laughs> everybody died and then like even Locke died and just like maddox entire army like got like like taken down i felt like i was reading a shakespeare novel which is like all of the characters okay this actually gives me huge like shakespeare vibes this whole series like midsummer night dream vibes if anyone's read that that's literally about like fairies and stuff this is just like the modern day shakespeare and then one day like yeah one day 200 years from now kids will be studying the cruel prince in school and be like i don't want to read the cruel prince i'd be like jude and Carden are such a weird like relationship like what's up with that oh gosh no. and we'll all be like i just know like the classics of like this time and like 100 years are going to be books that nobody really gives a shit about like it's not going to be harry potter that's like a classic you know it's going to be like it's gonna it, it'll be like have you guys read like um the sun is also a star by nicola yoon it'll be something like that you know i want to read that book i own it it's a good book but is it like <laughs> life-changing and whatever like i don't know yes but, the coral prince was really popular? life-changing mm. wait what was that i said oh yes the cruel prince was very life-changing for you <laughs> okay Fine, let me redo that. It won't be Harry Potter that's classic. It'll be like, 
Oh my gosh, have you guys read like Anna and the French Kiss? <laughs> Does, yeah, see, that had the right effect that I was looking for. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I don't know. I still. The Curl Prince had so many flaws to it, but overall it was just such a fun read and it was so memeable. Yeah. Like the memes for that series are. Oh, yeah, it's the memes. For sure. Mm. We have a whole Pinterest board dedicated to the Cruel Prince memes. They're hilarious. We do. They're so funny. (laughs) We're hilarious. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, this whole snake storyline, we didn't even get into that. I can't even touch that. (laughs) I can't even touch it. It's the same energy as, like, a worm storyline from a certain book series. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, if you know, you know. But no spoilers for other book series today. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. It, yeah, that was just... Mm, mm. Yeah, I feel like fun read is the word for this, like... It's series. definitely a fun read. Like, it's nothing... In it. It's not anything too special. Like, you're not gonna get, like... You're mind blown, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, this changed my whole life." You know, I'm but. gonna tell the listeners at home, just in case you haven't read it yet, it's a great audio book. I listened to like seventy percent of this series on an audio book, and it was actually like such a good series because it is that like you don't have to think super hard. It's not super mind blowing. I remember like I've tried listening to the audio book of other books, and I'm just like, "Hold on a damn minute!" And then I have to like go get my physical copy and like read it to process what's going on. But this was not one of those series, and it was actually just super cool. And I enjoyed it. Like I just listened to it like while I did schoolwork and stuff, and yeah, yeah. I'm very interested definitely in a fun audio book. Yeah, it is a fun audio book. I'm very interested to see, um, I guess now, like, my only thing about this series is I'm interested to see where Holly Black kind of goes from here, because I know she has other books, but this is her only kind of book talk series, or, like, most popular YA one, and so I'm very interested to see if she'll, like, what she comes out with next. Yeah, like, if she... Yeah, I don't know, I'm really interested, because there's... She's definitely a great author, um, but who knows, maybe she's just like, yeah, this is my, this is my one. This is, like, my one, like, little fantasy YA series, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? It'll be really interesting if she comes out with something and we'll be like, oh, the Cruel Prince was shit in comparison. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it'd be really cool if she came out with, like, I'm very interested to see if she'll end up being like, oh, this is my series. Like, the, the Cruel Prince has nothing on, like this like eight book series that i have planned oh, that'd, be that'd be very be interesting. So interesting yeah like mm. so i don't know i'm really interested i really was a great series it's a good trilogy though i recommend it's sure. a fun it's a very much a book where it's like if you're a reader and you have nothing else to read but let's be real like readers always have something to read the tbr is always growing however if you're, <laughs> the yeah. grind never stops <laughs> yes um but it's very much a series where it's, like, if you are a reader and you're, like, looking for something to read or you're, like, I just need, like, a quick read that, you know, not very serious. You're not really going to cry at this, I don't think. I didn't really cry at this. I don't think so. No. No. Uh, it's just a good thing that I would recommend to, like, readers who are, like, I need something just, like, quick and fun. Yeah. hmm Yeah. But overall, it was fun. I'm glad we got to talk about it because... You know, I feel like 
it's just a fun one to talk about. There's so many different ways you could take it, so. For sure. Overall, I think, yet again, it's a situation where we kind of agree on most of our opinions, though, which is fun. Uh, That's exciting, because that never happens. I feel like it happens a lot more than we think it does. Yeah, but it's just one time it doesn't happen, and it's always over the... And we make the biggest deal out of it, and we're like, oh, we never (laughs) agree on anything. (laughs) We're like, how does this friendship even survive? We just, like, (laughs) don't even agree on anything. But then, like, also in the same podcast episode, we agree on, like, so many things. Like, every ten seconds. Yeah. I know. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. So silly. Um... Okay, I don't really know if there's anything else we can talk about this series. I mean, it's a short series, so maybe it's a short podcast episode in commemoration of that. But thank you guys for listening. Um, It's been fun talking about The Cruel Prince. We haven't done one of these yet, so it's been been fun. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Thank you for coming along. Oh my god, getting emotional. (laughs) This is crying more talking about the cruel prince than i did actually reading it what a plot twist oh wow oh wow make sure that you guys are subscribed to the podcast and that you um come back every wednesday because we post a new episode and that's so fun um and yeah make sure you follow our podcast tiktok two girls who read podcast and um i think that's all watch another episode if you're still bored Listen to another episode of ours. Yes, exactly. Mm, don't just stop here. The party never <laughs> Why stops. stop now? Why I've stop now? So many episodes. So creepy. I'm like, keep listening forever <laughs> and ever. <laughs> um, okay. But we'll if you don't, see you then we'll see next you week. next Wednesday. We'll see you next Wednesday. You cow. <laughs> It was ending so good and then you said that. So aggressive. Okay. Alright. I'm just kidding. See you next Wednesday. Or Bye. who knows in ten minutes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>